You enter into a vanilla marriage. You love your wife, and a few years in, you start to discover that what you thought was just a fun and fleeting kink is a deep and meaningful part of yourself and your identity. You are a submissive. No way around it. You love your wife, and you want to be honest, so you allow yourself to be vulnerable and explain to her your fantasies. But you're worried. What happens if she's not interested? Worse yet, what if she's disgusted by it? What if she has a lot of misconceptions? Or what if she tries it for your sake, because she wants to please you, but she isn't really into it? In today's podcast, I discuss this extremely common issue and give you a few roadmaps that you could follow. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri, and you are listening to Obedient Love. When I started training submissive men in my FLR classes a few years ago, I assumed all of them would be single and trying to find the dominant partner of their dreams. But it wasn't long before I discovered that about a third of the men who sign up to train with me are already married, and their wives either don't know about their submissive nature, or they're uninterested in engaging with them in any form of DS dynamic. It's a subject that comes up often enough that I felt it warranted some discussion. First, I want to tell you some common negative responses that vanilla women might have if you come out to them as submissive. One, I love you and I don't want to hurt you. The idea of indulging your masochism brings up images of domestic violence and they can't imagine wanting to slap you or choke you or otherwise cause you pain. Second, this seems like a lot of work for me. They see it as having to perform for you to get you off, or they see it as having to be your boss or your mother, and they are already exhausted from managing the other aspects of their lives, be it their job, or the household and the kids, or all of the above. Third, this has nothing to do with my desires. Again, it feels to them like a performance for your benefit, and they don't see how their needs and wants will be fulfilled through your submission. And fourth, I want a strong man, not a wimpy, passive man. They have a preconceived notion of a submissive looking like a groveling, simpering wimp who wouldn't be able to stand up for himself or them. And that's a turnoff for them. One obstacle, of course, is the representation of femdom that most women will have encountered in their life. This is the stern, latex-clad dominatrix beating the crap out of a sniveling masochist while he crawls naked and licks her impossibly high-heeled boots. That might appeal to you, but maybe she just doesn't see herself in that role, or she doesn't want to see you in that way. She may assume she has to put on elaborate costumes and change who she is, and play a character just in service to your fantasies. And trust me, women are exhausted from trying to live up to men's fantasies and their expectations of them. However, I had a recent experience that led me to believe 
that there is a latent dominant lady in all sorts of women who have just never sought out this exploration because of the images they're used to seeing. I was on a Zoom call with over 300 women in an event led by Kasha Urbaniak, a former dominatrix and Taoist nun who runs her own school for women called The Academy. She was screening a documentary called The Ceremony about a legendary 85-year-old lifestyle dominatrix named Catherine Robegrier. What I discovered, to my delight, is that lots and lots of women who had no experience in BDSM suddenly saw the beauty in DS. And it was glorious to read their comments during and afterward about the hotness of seeing a man kneeling before this much older woman dressed neatly with great style as she orchestrated rituals of surrender. She was not an overt sex object in heels. She was small, soft-spoken, and totally in command. I have noticed something of a shift in culture that has happened subtly over many years. I hear it in music. I see it in characters portrayed on screen. Women are collectively embracing power, and they want to undo all their old conditioning and be more in control. So the objections you may have gotten in the past may in fact start to dissolve into curiosity, if you're lucky. I'm giving you permission to have hope in that regard, but we still need to address those complaints I mentioned previously. First, you must reassure her that her actions give you the ultimate pleasure. If she doesn't want to cause you physical pain, try dipping into other aspects of DS for a while first. DS is not just about the whips and nipple clamps. It can be subtle and more psychological. Second, make it much more work for you than it is for her. You are going to need to put in a lot of extra effort to show her what it's like to be treated as an absolute goddess. Third, hone in on her desires and find out what would thrill and delight her rather than falling back on the dominatrix tropes of pornography. And fourth, show her, if she wants a strong man, that there is strength and bravery and devotion in your submission, that it is noble, that you are her champion steed, that you will take steps to ensure that you are appealing in her eyes by perfecting the role of the service-oriented supportive masculine. Now I'm going to share a very well-written response from a submissive named Charles who wrote to me about the question of introducing your vanilla partner to your submission. Charles says, first, ask her opinion. Ask her what clothes to put on. Ask her how she likes your hair. Ask her whether or not she likes you with a mustache or beard. And having asked for her opinion, make sure you go along with whatever she says. Ask her for her opinion on who to vote for, and vote in the same way as her. If you have a day off together, ask her what she wants you to do. Ask her where she fancies going on holiday, and go wherever she wants you to go. Let her choose what you watch on TV. If you're traveling in the car together, let her decide if you're going to listen to anything, and let her decide what. Keep asking for her opinion and gradually you will find she is making more and more of the decisions for you. 
Here I'm going to interject with some of my own helpful tips. Many women have had their opinions ignored or overlooked for so long that when asked, they actually don't know what they want. Or they will freeze or overthink it. There is a way to ask these questions that can help her get past that obstacle, however. When asking what she wants or prefers, first, ask her to feel into it. And secondly, offer some suggestions to get her flowing. Now, this is tricky. You do not ask how she feels about something. That's too loaded and it returns her to overthinking. So let me give you some examples so you can practice this way of asking. Ask, what feels better right now? Silence, music, a podcast? What feels better right now? Rock, classical, maybe some show tunes? What feels good to you tonight? Italian, Thai, sushi? Which of these candidates feels best to you? So again, ask her to feel into it and then offer suggestions to get things flowing. She may not choose any of the options you present, it just gets the process started. What this does is it gets her out of her head and back into her body. It prompts her to check in with herself in an intuitive and embodied way rather than staying in the analytical part of her mind. This can work for men too, but it's definitely an effective way to help women decide what they really desire. Now, what you may encounter is that you get the question turned back on you. I don't know, what do you want? You can state your preference, but emphasize that you're flexible. After all, she may not want the burden of decision-making at that moment, and you can give her an out rather than forcing her to choose. Or you could say something like, I'm not really sure what I want right now. I'm hoping you can help me decide. Does that make sense? Okay, back to the suggestions from the submissive Charles. Number two, transfer your assets into her name. Transfer your house into her name. This will give her the feeling that she is the important one in the relationship. Third, do as much of the housework as you can. If she likes cooking, wash and dry up after a meal. Clean, iron, and if she wants you to, cook. Find out which household jobs she doesn't like doing and do those for her. Four, if you communicate in writing to her, always sign off your obedient servant to help emphasize the point that you are her servant. Five, give her a pet name that she's happy with, which suggests that she is important and above you. For instance, goddess. And six, devote yourself to her. Don't try serving any online dominant woman at the same time. Keep telling her how much she means to you, how much you love her, and how you would do anything for her. Keep doing all these things, keep encouraging her to take the lead, keep being subservient to her, and gradually you will become more submissive. Keep being her servant, trying each day to be that little bit better for her, and gradually you will be enslaved to her, and she will be that dominant woman that you have always wanted to be with, and you will be in that female-led relationship that you always dreamed of being in. Thank you, Charles. I like this approach because it doesn't require anything extra from the lady. You simply serve her without making a big deal of it, and she naturally will come to view you as her servant. However, others are more inclined to have a discussion around specific desires for their relationship. They long to have their submissiveness recognized and to explore specific activities. But what if you go that route and she just says no? 
What if, even when you take care to gently introduce her to the idea, she's just not into it? The answer is there's no one answer to that question. It's really going to depend a lot on your wife and her thoughts and feelings on the matter. The best way for me to guide you is to give you examples of what others have done in your situation. And you'll need to feel out what might work and what won't work for you. Example one, Vince. He and his wife married later in life and have a blended family of older kids who are all now out of the house. They have an amazing relationship and he's the most doting husband. I met Vince as I was trying to open my own dungeon in Chicago. He and his wife had come to an understanding. The way she put it, I like bridge and you don't like playing bridge. You like BDSM and I don't like playing dominatrix. It's okay if we have our own separate interests. Wow. Now, of course, ideally, his wife would have been into it and they would have played together. He already had a dream wife, confident, great communicator, and she liked making the rules. And she was secure in herself enough to say, go ahead and go get these particular needs met elsewhere, just so long as I can set some parameters. Vince had rules to follow, laid out clearly by whom he called his true mistress, that is, his wife. Rules like no damage to the penis, as that's hers and she wants it functional. No permanent marks, and she remains the primary romantic partner. So he could play with pro-doms, and he could go to parties and play with casual play partners. And he was also allowed by her to help fund my dungeon. He was sweet service-oriented, and one of the best business partners anyone could have. And he found the perfect balance to make him happy and keep his wife happy too. The next example, we'll call him Max. He and his wife had engaged in kink in the past. However, she had always taken on the submissive role. One common theme here that I see among a lot of married women is that she had lost interest in sex and in sensual play, because of aging and changes in her body and feeling less comfortable and less confident with her appearance. Meanwhile, Max did some thinking and exploring and realized that his real longing was to be the submissive one. So he came to me to sort this out and eventually he started to want to serve me rather than broach the subject with his wife. I allowed him to serve me, but I refused to let him get away with running away from his wife. I wanted him to have a discussion about his desires with her and allow her the opportunity to decide what she wanted. Meanwhile, I instructed him to start serving her in the ways that Charles had outlined in his approach. Be subservient to her without announcing it. Just serve. And just when he thought he was on the brink of leaving her, he opened up and poured his heart out and he was surprised to find that she really liked the idea. Her first order of business was to forbid him to see me anymore. She quickly started laying down the law for their new DS dynamic. Yes, I was sad to lose him as my slave, but I can respect her decision and I was happy that I had commanded him to communicate with her. Last I heard, she had fully embraced her role as mistress and owner, and I even saw them briefly at a BDSM convention. My next example we'll call Bruce. Bruce was happily married to a woman with a great job, and he and his wife decided that once their first baby was born, he was going to stay home and care for the kids 
while she continued to pursue her blossoming career. This arrangement suited his submissive nature just fine. He kept the house clean and cared for their daughter, but when he brought up his kinkier desires, his wife echoed what I've heard from many other women. It seems like a lot of extra labor on her part when she was already really happy with their relationship as it was. Plus, she was very, very strongly in favor of equal partnerships in a relationship on principle. The uneven power dynamic seemed ethically wrong to her. So rather than jeopardize what was the best relationship of his life, he decided to kinkify his activities in private. Cleaning up naked, wearing a butt plug and a collar, for example, seeing himself in his mind as her total servant, as he did her laundry and made sure dinner was ready when she got home. And eventually, every once in a while, his wife would tease him with comments and small actions that acknowledged his submissive nature. She did it as a fun little flirtation. He also made friends with others who enjoy DS online so he could at least discuss his submissive nature more and not have to shove it away in the closet. It wasn't ideal for him, but they were generally very happy together, so he made it work. Finally, I have a married slave whom I call Mady. He's married with a stay-at-home wife who takes care of their children. He's from India, and his was an arranged marriage. He has had an open discussion about his submissive desires with his wife. Her response was one of, don't ask, don't tell. She said he should feel free to explore his submission with others, just so long as the children never know and she doesn't have to know about it herself. She, too, engages in little dominant actions now and then to tease and flirt with him, it works for them, and I've found a way to prevent any conflict. He, by my instruction, is under strict orgasm control, and his wife can allow him a release if she initiates the sexual contact. As a result of him waiting for her to be in the mood, she initiates fairly frequently. And if his wife needs anything, I always tell him to attend to her first, before me. He's had the luck to find a dominant who loves and respects other women, and is willing to share, and who enjoys the fact that he also serves his wife well. Other dominants might dislike the conflict of priorities, but I have many subs to fulfill my needs, and therefore it's easy for me to make concessions like this. If I allow married men to serve me, first I require that their wives know that they are pursuing their submissive desires elsewhere. And secondly, I require them to serve the woman they live with and see every day very well, as a man should. I very much want their wives to be happy and satisfied with how they are treated, and I want them to be pampered and supported. My goal is that all women have someone to adore and respect them and cater to their desires and needs. So, as long as they're doing that while serving me well, I don't mind. If I can be in communication with the wife and have her blessing, even better. And if ever a wife had certain requests or requirements of her husband or particular rules she wanted to put in place, I would be happy to become the enforcer. Side note, what you do not want to do if you want to remain married and have a dominant mistress is to get involved with a dominant lady who wants you all for herself. This will limit your pool of candidates, of course, to those who are more polyamorous or open to sharing. A woman like myself will likely also not want you to be her only submissive, 
So you have to be able to deal with any issues of jealousy that come up in you around her other subs and her other lovers. Do not lead a dominant woman on that you will become hers and hers alone if you know that's just not true. And do not become the typical cheater. Eventually, that is going to catch up to you. And I've seen the emotional toll it can take on men, even when they're not found out. If what you're doing hurts everyone involved, it's just not worth it. One other situation that I've had only a brief experience with is dominating a submissive couple. And that is so hot. So another option if your wife is kinky, but you're both submissive in nature, is to find yourself some mutual dominant. This is really fulfilling. I like to encourage the woman of the couple to act as my surrogate and my second in command, if you will, with the man having the least power. I can allow the submissive woman the opportunity to really let go of control with me and find that submissive space for herself. And the man must obey the command of all the women in his life. These are just a few of the dozens of ways things can work out. The worst case scenario, that your wife is totally repulsed by you and your submissive desires, and it all ends in divorce, is actually not all that common. And if it does happen, it might just point to a core incompatibility between the two of you that may have nothing to do with kink. When a woman loves you, she's going to want you to be vulnerable and share the deepest, darkest parts of yourself. And if she just can't accept it, and if you can't find a way to make things mutually satisfying, maybe she was never the right woman for you to begin with. Or maybe she was the right woman at a certain point in your life, but that's no longer true and you've outgrown each other. That, unfortunately, does happen in all sorts of marriages for all sorts of reasons totally unrelated to DS. Most likely, though, you will end up either finding an arrangement that works for both of you, be it playing with others within the parameters she set, or doing more of a don't ask, don't tell agreement, or finding a way to get your submissive needs met in small ways being 100% devoted to her while not living out a fully acknowledged DS dynamic. You can take the route of simply serving her and watching as she adapts herself to a more dominant position, or you can open things up for discussion. Either way, you can read your partner best. Of course, she might just surprise you like Max's wife did. So try not to make too many assumptions. Keep in mind those objections that I'd outlined and see if you can't address those in the act of coming out to the woman you plan to be with for the rest of your life. And good luck. I'm happy to be a sounding board for men or couples dealing with this issue. And as always, you know where to find me.